It should be easy to objectively choose the best Disney animated feature film of all time, right? Every metric to judge something like this is available to us. Box office rankings, total international ticket sales, critic rankings, other stuff. It's all on Google. But when I go and look those things up, the best Disney animated feature film of all time, objectively, is Pinocchio. So clearly that's wrong. I refuse to believe that, objectively speaking, Pinocchio is the best. So you know what? Screw objectivity. I think we should all just agree with me all the time. <laughs> While researching the objective metrics, though, I did find some cool stats. Like, based on the stock market and the value difference of Disney stock before and after each release, Aladdin is the best Disney animated feature. Also, if Aladdin had been the objective number one, I'd concede that. <laughs> Pinocchio. Dear Lord. I went in blind thinking the objective best Disney animated feature film would be Lion King or Aladdin or Little Mermaid or Frozen. And they don't rank in the top five. Zootopia does. And so does Winnie the Pooh. And the movie that shows up top three in most lists is Fantasia. And that's barely a movie. My fave of all time, as you know, is The Emperor's New Groove. The Llama movie is the one that gives me the most joy and best memories, and I have a lot of very hard and specific opinions about it. And it turns out, so do you. So let's talk about that. But first, disclaimer time! This is not a review show! This community is passionate, opinionated, highly subjective, and so many, 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 many times incorrect. We don't objectively weigh any piece of art on any merits. What we will do is argue about the things that make entertainment beautiful and share the art created for us to consume while we live our lives. Thank you for joining me because we will be Discussing the adventures we have from inside the house. I'm uncool, I'm the Urkel of everyone's Bill Murray. I've been broke in every sense of the word. And I, I keep chasing my next high score. Issues galore, I'm a walking, talking magazine. We all know that nobody reads. What's the use in words when they don't even understand me? Welcome to Discussing the Adventures We Have from Inside the House, a podcast discussing entertainment, how and why we consume it, and how it shapes our lives. And more importantly, a podcast that celebrates the things we like, even if nobody else does. My name is Tim Riel, and together we are Nerd and Correct, people who love entertainment of every kind and always seem to fall in love with the properties and art that don't always follow the crowd. You guys had a lot of really specific things to say, and we'll get to those in a bit. But first, <laughs> let's get the really short stuff out of the way. Uh, <laughs> Ian Nichols, uh, the singer for Double Experience, uh, he wrote in, uh, and his opinion about uh, the episode was, isn't it just awesome? And that's it. That's the whole thing. Uh, thanks, Ian, for your contribution to the podcast. Uh, <laughs> yes, uh, the Llama movie is awesome. Uh, and I love it very much. Um, Basachi, who I am more and more believing is good A, uh, says, 
I need to watch that now. And yes, yes, you do. And then uh, Jen uh, Janathi, who I thought would have a lot more to say, uh, has said, I've used the llama emoji so much lately, my keyboard just permanently has it in the suggestions now. And uh, so, yeah, thanks, Jen. Uh, she does later on uh, join a couple of conversations, uh, but mostly her opinion on the discussion episode was, everyone has so much good stuff to say. And I'm like, mm, llama movie go burr. And uh, <laughs> Jen, uh, that's that made me laugh. But also, uh, <laughs> whatever your opinions are on it, I am sure they are not as dumb uh, <laughs> as mine. So <laughs> never feel bad about uh, putting in your, uh, your opinions. Uh, but for this episode of Discussing the Podcast... Uh, I have a very special guest with me uh, because uh, because she's incredible and because she's awesome and also because she's here and uh, she has nothing else to do while I record this episode of the podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, Mad Real Pickles herself, Maddie, my daughter. Uh, say hi to everybody. Hi. So uh, <clears throat> tell me what you like about why do you like the llama movie? Well, I find it funny. Uh-huh. Um, and I... I kind of like llamas too, and I found I found out like when I found out that was a movie, I didn't really want to watch it, but when I watched it, I really liked it. I think you're like a lot of people in the world. A lot of people in the world were like, "I don't really want to watch it," and then they watch it, and then they're like, "This is amazing." Mm. I also <clears> like uh, the phrase "pull the lever, crunk." Pull the lever, crunk. Wrong lever. Why do we even have that lever? <laughs> <laughs> I like that too. What does the movie make you feel when you watch it? It makes me feel happy because I find it very funny and I, I like that movie a lot. Me too. It does bring me a lot of great joy. There are scenes mm. in it that I that I remember all the time just out in the world. Uh, I really like the scene of the poison... Uh, the poison. The poison for Cusco. Yeah. Cusco's poison. The poison <laughs> specifically made for Cusco. Yeah. The poison to kill Cusco. That poison? Yeah. Yeah, that's a really good scene. I really like that too. Um, I'm going to read some stuff uh, from, uh, from the uh, fans of the show mm -hmm. uh, and their discussions uh, because they were quite lengthy this week. Uh, I, have, I have major essays from both Suited Monkey and a Stupid Monkey. And uh, they're the ones that I'm going to do, uh, I'm going to read the most of. Okay. Because... Uh, because that's just the way it is. So <clears throat> we are going to start with Suited Monkey. Okay. And if you have something to add, mm -hmm. then you let me know. Just tap me on my leg to say, I would like to add something to that point, or I agree with that point, or I disagree with that point. Okay. And uh, so that's how we're going to do this discussion episode with guest star Mad Real Pickles. Okay. Okay, so Suited Monkey had this to say. Okay. Uh, I'm almost done the second episode, but I do want to comment before I forget. Kronk is exactly how you should do a running joke. Everything about him is a running joke. He's a strong man, so he must be dumb, but he's brilliant sometimes. Squeak, squeaker, squeakity, squeakity, squeak, squeak, said in a deep voice like Patrick Warburton is cinematic gold and explained away with I learned in Chipmunk Scouts was brilliant. Did you like that scene? Yeah, I really did. It's really funny that they're, that they're like, hey, uh, he's not pretending to speak with that chipmunk. 
And he's not trying to speak with the chipmunk. He's like legit speaking to the chipmunk. Like he learned a language. And then he says, yeah, I learned it in the, the, the scouts. And I also learned other wild animal languages. That's just crazy to me. Yeah, me too. Uh, Suited Monkey goes on to say, if Kronk was a D&D character, he would be lawful good. And he would still work for the villain because uh, she's a frail old lady who needs help. What's a D&D? D&D is Dungeons and Dragons. So it's a game where uh, uh, you play with all your friends, but it's not like a board game. So you guys are together coming up with a story. Okay. So like sometimes in the car when I listen to Adventure Zone and they're like yeah. uh, doing that stuff, that's yeah. D&D. So oh. it's a story where you make your up your own characters and then you go on adventures. Somebody is leading the adventure. They're called a dungeon master or a game master if you're not playing D&D. Mm-hmm. And you will, uh, you will build a story together. Uh, they have the blueprints of the story, but your decisions affect the, the story and what's happening. And so you go into an encounter and you have to decide what your character is doing. Mm -hmm. And so based on their personality type, Mm -hmm. your character would do certain things. So if if you've decided that your character is bad and enjoys chaos, Mm -hmm. then you would try to make their decisions be bad and chaotic. So you don't always choose what you, mad, would do. You choose what your character would do based on who they are. And uh, Suited Monkey thinks that Kronk, if he was a character in D&D, he would be lawful good, which means that he always tries to do well and he follows the rules. Okay. Yeah, except that he works for a bad guy. And he does that because he feels like she needs help because she's a frail old lady. (laughs) Which makes sense. So it's funny when you have somebody who's very good and very rule-following, who is a bad guy. That's pretty bizarre. I don't think Gronk is a bad guy. It's where, uh, what's her name? Yzma. Yzma. Yeah, but he works for Yzma. He does what Yzma tells her to do, so he's a bad guy too. Yeah, I guess, but... He's a henchman. He's, he, he's not very good at being a bad guy. He's terrible at it. <laughs> uh, the counterpoint, uh, we're back to Suited Monkey. Uh, I made a point in the uh, podcast that this has a bunch of moments and lines that you'll remember forever. Mm -hmm. And the best movies ever made by Disney, Mm -hmm. you're not ever going to remember a favorite line. So it's like, hey, what's your favorite line from The Lion King? And it's like, oh, well, I I don't know. Yeah, that's pretty much it. You'd have to say something like that. But Suited Monkey's counterpoint is... My favorite line from The Lion King is the ad-lib from Nathan Lane, who plays Timon. says, what do you want me to do? Dress in drag and do the hula? And then it's a smash cut to him dressed in drag and doing the hula. <laughs> so that's pretty funny. But he does concede the point that the llama movie is eminently more quotable. And I think for a final comment, I'll listen again and see what pops up. Uh, so he hadn't finished the episode yet. He just wanted to get these down before he forgot them. Then he went and listened, and then he came back, and he says, You're right that Patch's wife and kids, I think he has more than just a daughter, are underused, which is why I love the Llama School show so much, because they are treated like main cast members. The Emperor's New School was a favorite of Disney's after school lineup, and I would terrorize the house if someone tried to turn it off. So yeah, he's talking about the TV show that came from the the movie, and I absolutely agree. Emperor's New School was hilarious and very, very fun. Is that the same? Same characters, but now it's a TV show. 
Oh, there's a TV show of them for a new group. There sure is. I'll show it to you. It's on Disney Plus. Oh, I think I started <clears throat> watching it. I, I saw that and I was like, oh, I'm pretty new group. I pressed on it. And it was a, yeah. a weird TV show. But uh, what he's trying to say, uh, saying I think he has more than just a daughter, is because I said that uh, the wife and the daughter are... Because uh, I said Kronk is the smartest person in the movie, except maybe the daughter and the wife. And yeah. so uh, Stupid Monkey, uh, Suited Monkey said, uh, I think she has more, I think they have more kids than just the daughter, which is true. They have a son and she's uh, got a baby that's about to be born. Mm-hmm. Uh, however, the son, not very smart. And uh, so my point wasn't that she only had one kid. Uh, my point was only two other characters might be smarter than Kronk and they are the daughter and the wife. But he is absolutely right about everything uh, uh, here. And Emperor's New School is very cool. And if you haven't, if you've only watched a couple of episodes, honey, you should watch a couple more. I don't more. think I even watch an episode. Well, we're gonna have to we're gonna have to fix that. It's not like you don't have Disney Plus burning a hole in the in that TV over there. Uh, Stupid monkeys point to uh, suited monkeys is uh, my one counterpoint to this is that you call Isma frail, and despite looking like a skeleton, she's anything but. The skip rope scene, her running around, uh, and as Jen said earlier, she's a spry old lady. Um, earlier in the conversation, not earlier in the podcast, I haven't brought up Jen uh, saying that yet. <laughs> uh, to which suited monkey responded, counter counterpoint, she's smart enough to play up the frailty until Kronk is too deep to say no. Uh, and I think you're both absolutely right. Uh, she's not frail. She just appears frail. And uh, I think because she appears frail, she uses that to her advantage. Uh, and to great advantage. Uh, and Jan responded to that. I mean, she looks like Keith Richards, so it wouldn't take much to convince someone that she's frail. <laughs> and that's absolutely true. How she looks like you could break her. How old is she? Yzma. Uh, uh, oh, God, what's the joke in there? Uh, I think someone does a joke about her age, but I can't remember. Is she 200 years old? She's very old. <laughs> she's, I don't know how old she is, but she's very, very old. And so that was a suited monkey. Now... Um, check this out. Uh, this is a stupid monkey. Mm-hmm. All that? All that. Wow. Uh, he, uh, he came in strong and, uh, and did a full, uh, full book report, uh, of <laughs> our podcast. Uh, and, uh, and so, uh, basically, uh, today is discussing, uh, the adventures we have from inside the house, co-written by Stupid Monkey. Because uh, this is this is a long one, so we're gonna break this down into parts, and we're gonna talk about it. Okay? okay. One of the greatest parts of the llama movie, and what makes it work so well, is the characters' bonds and arc towards and with each other. The bond between Cusco and Isma, the one between Cusco and Pacha, the one between Cusco and Kronk, the one between Isma and Kronk, and the one between Pacha and Kronk. So. The relationship between Kuzco and Yzma. What would you characterize that as? Like, what's, what is their relationship to each other? Kuzco and Yzma? Yeah. They don't have one. Of course they have a relationship. <laughs> she works for him. Well, I mean... And she's also trying to murder him. Wait, Kuzco or Kronk? Kuzco. Oh, Kuzco! I heard... I for a reason I thought you said Kronk. <laughs> well... She's trying to murder him. And she's trying time. to murder the heck out of him. But it, it doesn't work. No, but the reason she's trying to murder him, right, is because she wants to be in charge. Yeah. 
And he is very unaware that he's she's even trying to murder him. Like he thinks she's awesome and works for him and loves him. Oh. It's not until like the movie uh, until the part at the uh, at the restaurant. Like they're at the restaurant before he realizes that Isma's trying to kill him. And so even up to that point, he's completely oblivious. And I think that's one of the coolest things the movie does, where he is actively trying to get back to be with the people who are trying to murder him. Uh, he's angry at Pacha for ruining his life, and he hates Pacha, and he's trying his best to get back to Yzma uh, so, that, uh, so that things will go back to normal. Uh, which I thought was a really cool way of doing that. Uh, and that's just it. Cusco and Pacha, for most of the movie, Cusco hates Pacha and is only hanging out with Pacha so that Pacha can help him get back to the the, the, the castle. The, 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 the weird castle. Yeah, the, whatever it's called. <laughs> the temple, the, the fortress, whatever, wherever he remember. lives. And then Cusco and Kronk, uh, he's just, uh, he doesn't think anything about Kronk. No, he doesn't care about him. He's Not only using much. him to go back to the weird castle. Yeah, as well. No, well, Kronk is, uh, Kronk is not Pacha. Kronk is Kronk. I know. Yeah. But Stupid Monkey is absolutely right. I think one of the coolest parts about this movie is, even though it's only like an hour and a half, it's, it's one of the shorter ones, but there's still Kronk a lot going on. Kronk do not have anything. Uh, they don't, uh, they kind of, well, yes and no. I'd have to dig, I'd have to watch it again to, to see what, uh, what connections can be made there. Uh, but all of these relationships go through a journey through the 80-minute adventure, and all these journeys, despite magic and wildly imaginative tones, feel believable and real. Okay. Do you agree with that? Um, I guess. But... I do. I, I, I 100% agree with that. I think, I think Wait, every... Read it again? thinks that the relationships uh, that they have uh, and all the journeys that they have, despite it being magic and wildly imaginative, it still feels like it could happen. Yeah. Like the friendships that happen could happen. The, the, uh, the, the, the conflicts that happen could happen. Yeah. Uh, everything is based in reality. And then they throw ridiculous things. Yeah. Like, I don't think you can turn into a llama. No, you probably yeah. The whole basis of the movie uh, is probably uh, uh, not real, <laughs> uh, and it's not even just these characters. Stupid monkey goes on. Uh, it's not even just these characters. Patcha and his wife, the kids, the two old guys in Patcha's village, Rudy. These all feel like real people with real relationships in this universe, and uh, spot on. Really good insight. Uh, I absolutely agree. And then with these groundings, you get to set up to make the movie work. Uh, any amount of absurdity slots in and feels normal. The henchmen get turned into animals, and one of them asks to be excused because he's a cow now. And he, he and he's, he's like, "Yes, you can go home." I've been turned into a cow. Can I go home? <laughs> uh, and talking squirrels that checks out. Isma getting tricked and turned into a chicken pinata. Hilarious. Uh, Cat Yzma falling off the temple only to be saved by a randomly set up trampoline. Totally works. Like, <laughs> I told you, we didn't order any trampolines. Well, you could have told me that before we set it all up. Uh, that's, yeah, I like that. <laughs> Which also brings up my favorite part. The random jokes that work so well. The episode's title joke of pull the lever 
wrong lever with its amazing callback and probably best callback joke in existence. Uh, and for the last time, we didn't order any trampolines. You could have said something before I got it all set up, pal. And then the shoulder angel and the devil angel. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I really like that. Me too. Uh, with Kronk's back and forth. Uh, yeah. That I love that so much. He's like, uh, uh, point number two. Look what I can do. And he starts doing one-handed handstand push-ups. <laughs> and he's like, wait, what does this have to do with anything? And the angel goes, wait, no. He's got a point. <laughs> <laughs> I really like that. Uh, and then uh, <laughs> when he gets turned into some a couple of other animals, and then he gets turned back into a llama at the end. Oh, yeah. I was like, yay, I'm a llama again. Wait, no, because he was trying to become a human. Mm. And then Kronk and... sounded like Cusco for me. <laughs> yay, I'm a llama again. Yay. Kronk uh, and Yzma discussing evil plans while skipping a rope. They're there oh, yeah, and they're skipping yeah, yeah. rope, but they're also discussing their evil plans while they're skipping rope. Uh, all these jokes ride a line between uh, being situational and random, and it wouldn't work in many movies, but it's super at place here. Everything about this movie is a masterpiece, and everyone should see it, and I have faith will find something in it they love. Uh, here, here, stupid monkey. I 100% agree uh, uh, obviously, uh, it's it's one of those uh, movies that I think is far far overlooked. It's uh, definitely in the category of Disney films that if someone isn't into Disney movies, will likely not even know about. I think that's one of the scariest things for me about uh, the Emperor's New Groove. Is it? I don't know if it came out at a certain point or if it's the fact that it was called the Emperor's New Groove. Uh, to like play on Stella got her groove back, uh, and so it seemed like it would be a joke or or not a great uh, movie. It seemed like uh, maybe they were writing it off by using that title. Um, that's one of the things that I've wondered about a lot because it's an incredible movie. Obviously, it's not a musical movie. Obviously, mm-hmm. it's not a sweeping epic like all of the other Disney movies are. Uh, obviously, the stakes aren't world-ending. Uh, no lives are at stake. Uh, and this is just a straight-up comedy. Uh, and so, obviously, uh, comedy movies, for whatever reason, are, are not respected as, as high art or good filmmaking. But I wonder if the name might be one of the biggest issues. Um, if the movie had not been called... Well, because originally it was called Kingdom of the Sun. Because uh, it was going to be a much bigger movie. <clears throat> you don't know about this, but uh, it was going to be a much bigger movie, M- more like The Lion King. Uh, yeah. Uh, it would it would have Isma uh, uh, is going to be an evil sorceress, and she's going to uh, summon the de- a-, a demon from the underworlds e. who is going to destroy the sun, and uh, Cusco is going to find another person who looks exactly like him, and uh, switch spots with him. Uh, and so there's going to be like kind of a prince and a pauper thing. And, uh, and then there's going to be a love triangle and there's going to be like a whole bunch of, uh, it was going to be huge and, and, uh, really groundbreaking, <clears throat> but uh, they never got around to that, but it was called kingdom of the sun and which, uh, in terms of naming Disney films is a better name than the emperor's new groove. But why did they call him em- emperor's new groove? I would say it's because it's like the emperor's new clothes. 
and also at the time there was a movie that came out uh, called Stella how Stella got her groove back and so it was like in vogue uh, to uh, to about what I'm new groove it doesn't really mean anything that's the, I think that's my issue with the title uh, the emperor's new groove like groove is like your swagger what's an emperor emperor is like a king so he's like yeah. a king so he's the emperor and so yeah the emperor's new groove there's a story called the emperor's new clothes what's that? which is about a silly emperor who thinks he's the best and he's the greatest and everybody's below him and uh, and so somebody uh, decides to uh, to trick him and uh, and uh, steal a lot of money from him by saying that they are uh, a special tailor of clothing and they make the most exquisite clothing in the world and that only the best people in the world could own and ever have. And so uh, he says, I will hire them because I am the greatest in the world. And so he hires them and uh, and they make uh, they make clothes, but they don't actually make any clothes. They just, they just present him nothing. And then they say, these clothes are uh, the, the, the best of the best the, uh, for the riches of the rich. Only the greatest, most superior, smartest, handsomest, most amazing people can even see this material. That's how amazing this material is. It is not for the regular normal people. It is for the upper class, the people who are superior to everyone else. Only they can even see the material this clothing is made out of. And so the emperor doesn't want to look like he is not uh, a, a super amazing uh, person. And so he pretends that he can see the clothes and he pays them a lot of money for these clothes and he wears the clothes out in public and then everybody laughs at him because he's just walking around naked and uh, he's still convinced that uh, it's because they can't really see his clothes because they're not good enough until finally he realizes that everyone can just see him naked and he looks stupid and uh, he has been made a fool of. And that's the story of the emperor's new clothes. <laughs> and so because this was about an emperor who thought he was better than everybody, <clears throat> they called it that. Although nothing about the story, uh, either the kingdom of the sun or an emperor's new groove has anything to do with uh, the emperor's new clothes. <laughs> and also the groove is because Stella got her groove back was big at the time. Uh, and, P and they were just going to like, oh yeah, it'd be funny if we had like catchphrasey stuff. But I do think that the name of the movie might be one of the biggest issues that it had. I think uh, when well, people say... the movie's good. The movie's fantastic. But it's one of those movies where it's like, I'm not going to watch that because why would I watch a movie called The Emperor's New Groove? It sounds awful. It sounds dumb. And so, like, what else could we have called it? The Emperor's New Llama. I don't know. It would be tough. The Dumb Llama. I think if you just called it Cusco or Emperor Cusco, I think that would have been fine. Or the Dumb Llama. No, if you call it the Dumb Llama, no one's going to go see that movie. I do think that the name probably hurt it more than almost anything else. I think if it had a regular name... The fact that it's a Disney animated feature and it has a regular name, I think more people would go see it. Because like The Lion King, people went to go see it because it's Disney and also it's just called The Lion King. That's a good name. But if The Lion King was called uh, Simba's Happy Fun Time with the Warthog Crew, then they probably wouldn't have gone to go see that movie. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So I think that's a, that's a big issue. In the movie Luca, it's just Luca. So that's, that's right. 
Luca is just called Luca, and so that's interesting. I'll go watch a movie called Luca. But if I was called, if it was called Fish Boy Rides a Bike, then I probably wouldn't want to go see that movie. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yes. If it was called The New Fish's New Bike, <laughs> I wouldn't want to go see that. That wouldn't be great. Uh, <laughs> What made you watch The Improved Lagoon? Oh, I just watch everything Disney puts out. Hmm. It's just simple for me. I'll, I'll watch everything once. And uh, that one just hit me. It was... Uh, first time I watched it, I was like, this is... First of all, it's exactly my sense of humor. It's uh, Everything about it was amazing to me. And I was laughing at stuff in it that uh, that nobody else around me was picking up. That, <laughs> that grandma and grandpa were picking up. And that uh, my friends weren't picking up. So we were watching it. And... Uh, and I laughed at parts that, and people were like, what are you laughing at? And I'm like, you didn't just catch that? Because it's always like these little jokes slid slid in. Like one of my favorite scenes is uh, is just when uh, Pacha throws a uh, Pacha when Cusco throws a rocket Pacha, and then it hits Pacha, and then Pacha turns around and looks at Cusco, and Cusco goes, huh? What? Oh my God! Someone's throwing rocks around here. What the hell's going on? It's like it's just like easily thrown away. It's just a tiny little thing. And, yeah, uh, like but it's hilarious uh, because David Spade is hilarious, and uh, John Goodman I think is one of the most uh, uh, talented art, uh, uh, actors in uh, in the world. And so the fact that he gets to be in this movie is always fun for me too. Yeah, I laughed at that scene too. Yeah, I like I like all like there's so much in the movie. There's just so much in it that uh, that is just incredible. Do you think everyone should watch this movie? Yeah. Why do you think everyone should watch this movie? Because it's the best movie ever. (laughs) (laughs) Because it's a very good movie and it's very funny. Uh, Speaking of best animated Disney features, what is your favorite Disney animated feature? Mine is going to have to be... What's the name? Not Soul, but like... I really like Luca. Luca was good. I think you just like it because we watched it recently. No, no, no. I really like it. Um, what's my favorite movie? Does Descendants count? No, those are Disney. That's that's a Disney Channel movie. That's slightly different. Uh, no, we're talking Disney animated features, which are the uh, cartoons that come out in the movie theaters. Well, I do like Luca. I mm-hmm. also like... Let me think. Um... I do like Emperor's New Groove. Mm-hmm. Um, like, if we had to watch a Disney movie right now, which one would you watch? Because you got, like, Frozen, you got Zootopia. I really like Frozen 2. Frozen 2? Yeah. Did you like Frozen 2 better than Frozen 1? Yeah. Me too, and I didn't think that would be the case. Yeah, me either. I, thought... I didn't think Frozen 2 was going to be like that. Like... No, I thought... I, I don't know what I expected, but I didn't expect it to be that good. Yeah. It was very, very good. Yeah. So, if we had to watch a Disney movie right now, it would either be Emperor's New Groove or Frozen 2. I think that's a good one. For me, I think if I had to sit down and watch one, obviously it would be Emperor's New Groove. I will always watch Emperor's New Groove. But, for me right now, the, the, the two movies from Disney that I, that I also f- love and would like to watch more and, I, and again, I'm nerd and correct, right? So it's like my, my favorite movies are never the best of the movies because I always look for different things in movies. But I think my two favorite 
If we're not watching Emperor's New Groove, I would either want to watch uh, Wreck-It Ralph. Oh, that's a good movie. Or Big Hero 6. I don't really like Big Hero 6. No, you weren't into Big Hero 6. Uh, that, was, uh, that one really, that one did a lot for me. I really enjoyed Big Hero 6. I, I liked Wreck-It Ralph a lot. Yeah. I, the second one, I was not impressed. Yeah, I really like Vanellope Von Schweetz. Vanellope Von Schweetz. Yeah, I also have the car at mom's place. Yeah, you do have the car. I got I I, I loved Wreck It Ralph so much that I just bought a bunch of Wreck It Ralph stuff. Yeah. And remember, I would always get upset when we went to the Disney store and they didn't ever have any Wreck It Ralph stuff. Yeah. And I was like, come on, man, this is my favorite Disney movie, uh, except for the Llama movie, obviously. Which, by the way, also not a lot of merch at the Disney ch- store for uh, Emperor's New Groove. Get on that Disney. I want to buy llama shit, uh, but I don't. Uh, but I don't get any. That's it. Uh, you want to say goodbye to everybody? Yep. Well, goodbye. All right. Thank you, Mad Real Pickles. Thank you for joining us on discussing the adventures we have from inside the house. And uh, I'm Tim Riel. I love your faces. Uh, I am Nerd Incorrect, and uh, we will see you next week when we discuss more of the adventures we have. From inside the house. Bye. Our theme music is provided by Double Experience. You can find the track Bill Murray everywhere you get music. The content that allows me to make this podcast is provided by my supporters at patreon.com slash nerdincorrect and on Discord and all over the socials. If you support us on Patreon, thank you. If you want to be part of that club, head on over to patreon.com slash nerdincorrect where you get early access to all of our podcasts, an exclusive podcast, and so much more. You can also join our Nerd Incorrect Discord server, The Incorrection, or subscribe to the YouTube channel by searching for Nerd Incorrect. If you want to continue contributing to the podcast, Make sure to catch next week's episode of The Adventures We Have from Inside the House. And then drop your thoughts into our podcast-specific Discord channel or comment on the Patreon post of that episode. All comments on the Patreon will be featured, and if possible, all of the Discord comments too. I'm Tim Riel. Thank you so much for listening, and I'll talk to you next week as we explore The Adventures We Have from Inside the House. I'm uncool. I'm the uncle to everyone's bill And that's alright with me Cause I'm a walking, talking magazine We all know that nobody reads But what's the use of words when nobody understands me? What's the point of trying to be someone that I can't be?